And it is the Green Bay Packers in primetime Saturday divisional play route, playoff round game at Levi's Stadium. 49ers, Packers in the playoffs once again. All that and all the wild card action this weekend coming up right now. You are locked on 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers. See a lot of you jumping in on the live stream here Sunday night as we uh, break down the wild card action. And we know who the 49ers are playing because of Packers Cowboys, and that is the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, tons to get into on that front all week long. Um, this episode, by the way, of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Okay. It's the Green Bay Packers crock. And, and we've got tons of time to talk about the Packers, but you know what? We're not going to hear anymore this season. Here we Here go. We go. <laughs> is there anything you want to say about the, the Dallas Cowboys and and that performance from the two seed just getting whooped in their own house by the Green Bay Packers, the team the 49ers are going to play this upcoming week. You know, I think that you and I both were really high on the Dallas Cowboys entering the season. I think we both picked them as kind of like, you know, the, the, the team to make it out of the NFC to the Super Bowl. So we were really high on them. And I think the way that they played this year, for the most part, was that of a team that was – uh, you would think that they'd have a chance to kind of represent the NFC. And I think they really kind of overlook Green Bay Packers and, and you know, having the ability to beat this Dallas Cowboy team that can kind of get after you with the pass. And, you know, they can, you know, run the ball a little bit. We knew there was some trouble with Dak Prescott playing at such a high level. And they just laid an all-time egg. Like, that was as bad of a performance uh, coming into the playoffs as you can have. When, when you – Watched them against the 49ers Cowboys, against the 49ers a couple years ago in the postseason. Uh, obviously, like, didn't play well, but they had an opportunity late in the game to either get back in there or whatnot. I mean, this game was over from the jump. Before you can blink, it's 20 to zero. And then I look at my phone because I'm coaching at a tournament, and Dak Prescott is throwing the pick six. Uh, Robert Safety uh, Savage just got him on that, and it just was a snowball effect from there. Final score isn't as bad as the game was. Cowboys did not play well. And kudos to the Green Bay Packers continuing to kind of build on some momentum that they were having, getting some guys back a little bit healthier. Christian Watson, he's back. Aaron Jones, he's back. He looks healthier. And their quarterback, Jordan Love, playing well as, as well as the defense making plays. So uh, it, it was fun for me to really see the demise of the Dallas Cowboys. I hate them. And uh, I get to troll my brother, really, for until the 49ers are out the playoffs or holding that Lombardi. If I'm not mistaken, Croc, to end the week, you said that the Green Bay Packers were probably the team you hoped would win, that the 49ers would be playing. Was that more about beating the Cowboys, or did you want a shot at the Cowboys? Did you think the Packers were really the easiest team in the NFC for the 49ers to have as the divisional round opponent? And has that opinion changed seeing them, uh, how good they played against the Cowboys? You know, it is cool to see them uh, play well, but I still think they are the same team. And I still believe, like, that's the team I would like to play most because there's just so, so much inexperience. So that was a terrific win. I don't know how the hell they did that, travel on the road, beat Dallas the way they did. But coming into the 49ers, you, this is probably the 
least experienced offense in the entire league be, between the quarterback and the receivers. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously, like he's a, a good veteran uh, back in the backfield and whatnot, but your tight end, Musgraves or Kraft, uh, your receivers with Watson and um, I can't even think of all their names, but number three, 13, number 11, you know, uh, Romeo Dobbs, number 87, like all these guys are so young and youthful. So how are they going to be, you know, going on the road, playing against the 49ers team, which full of veterans and guys that have been there, done that. I still really like the matchup. Number 11 is Reed. Number 13, Croc. I don't know how you could forget. Yeah, we like we really liked Wicks when he was team Peacock pre-draft. Wicks was a guy that. You start the once we put the game, and you might have had me look at him like, "Hey man, take a look at Wicks." Yeah, he and, was on the list of 49ers pre-draft visits, and he had like a really bad forty time, and it was like, "Okay, what's he looking to look like? Is it is are we talking about another Jawan Jennings type of guy?" By the way, no, I don't walking like Jawan Jennings in that game, but that's not the style of player he was once we put on the tape. He was a lot like Kendrick Bourne, but it looked like it had a little bit more oomph to him, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, this is kind of like Kendrick Bourne ish or whatever, and. He's been solid. He's had a good rookie year, and it seems like he's kind of coming on as the season gone on. Absolutely. We got folks that are that are worried about your brother right now, Crockett. Were you watching the game with him? Uh, how's the group chat looking right now? Well, he's doing really bad. It, it was so bad. When you get your butt kicked that bad, like the Cowboys did, you really accept the defeat before it happens. So it doesn't I, – I, you get a chance to uh, kind of come to grips with what is happening. So it kind of softened the blow just a little bit as opposed to losing in the last seconds like like the Rams did. Uh, but he said, oh, forget the Cowboys. Like, I'm a Rams fan now. Now he's just talking. But then the Rams lost. So, you know, it's been a terrible day for uh, Brian Crocker. <laughs> for those that don't know, uh, Croc's brother is a Cowboys fan somehow. Also a Dodgers fan, right? And Crocker. <sighs> but then Croc's a, a Lakers fan too, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So a lot of weird stuff going on in the, in the Crocker <laughs> Back in the day, I don't know how that all happens, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't matter about those Cowboys anymore because they are done. They were dusted up by the Green Bay Packers 48 36, 48 32 was the final, and it wasn't really even that close. Um, Dan Quinn, you think the Seahawks are like, ah, no, never mind, you don't have to come interview for that head coach job in Seattle anymore? Remember what I said? I was like, man, I think the best outcome is Dan Quinn goes back home and. Is the head coach of the Dallas Cow or the uh, the Seattle Seahawks? They could they could do a lot better, I think, than Dan Quinn. It's not that Dan Quinn's a bad coach, but we saw how the 49ers diced up that defense, and it's got there's some dudes on that defense. And with that young group of receivers, you know, up and coming group that that might be really good actually, but young quarterback, young receiver group dicing up the the Dallas Cowboys defense like they did. Um, Dan Quinn stock down probably after this one. And then maybe Mike McCarthy, when we wake up in the morning, doesn't have a job. I mean, this might be uh, – Jerry Jones might be uh, whale hunting tomorrow. And when you have a game like that, heads got to roll somewhere. So they might say, oh, the office coordinator, or they might put on the def- defensive coordinator. But in my opinion, and this is not to say that McCarthy's a bad head coach, but we got to shake some stuff up here. Cowboys, their expectations are not – just to go to a wild card game, man. You got a home playoff game. Like you're supposed to win that. That's the expectations. And to get bounced out the way they have really the last few years, losing in a wild card to a team you're a favorite to against the 49ers. And then winning a wild card last year to an undermanned Tampa Bay team. But then, you know, losing to the San Francisco 49ers. Can continue to lose those type of games. And then to lose this game. I would assume that that is not to the standards 
of Jerry Jones and what he hopes. He's probably looking like, eh, I don't, I don't got much more time here. Okay, time is ticking for me. Uh, we got to win something before I, uh, you know, pass on over. So he's probably, if I had to guess, going to make kind of a move to really get things going right now in a different direction. I, that's probably what I would do, especially with this team. I want to talk a little bit more about the the thriller of a game that was land, the the Rams and Lions, and it's funny because on the on the background of the podcast that I made at halftime, it was Rams Lions shootout that turned into a Rams Lions thriller. They started playing little defense in the second half of that game, twenty four twenty three. So that was a good one. Some of the AFC shootouts uh, maybe look a little bit ahead of the uh, this the the Monday games as well. Now that the Bills and Steelers game was moved, and we do know. It is Packers 49ers in primetime Saturday at Levi's Stadium. So that'll be the night game Saturday. The early game, I believe, will be an AFC game, and then we'll wait on Monday to find out who the Lions host between the Buccaneers and the Eagles, which will be a Sunday game. And we also do know now that the AFC is playing early championship games, which I believe is noon East, no, noon Pacific. And then, so 3.30 Pacific will be the NFC Championship game if the 49ers do make it past the Packers this week. They'll be hosting next Sunday, 3.30 p.m., the later game in the afternoon. Um, Did you see when the 49ers play next week? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It'll be the 3.30. The NFC Championship game will be 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. Well, no, but next week, the 49ers play Saturday. It's Saturday, primetime, night game, Saturday. Yep, It's it's Fox 49ers. Hosting the Packers, 5 p.m., 5.15, start time. Prime time, Saturday night. Yep. Let's go. Prime timer. Let's go. It's going to be a good one. Um, Next, let's talk Rams-Lions. Let's talk AFC blowouts and some quarterbacks that might be problems out there, including a little bit more Jordan Love. Next. Today's episode of Locked on 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the NFL games, sporting events, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, so you don't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. It won't be a hassle. It will be smooth, and you'll get the best deals at game time. You see the view from your seat before you buy. You know exactly what you're getting when you arrive. All-in prices, my favorite part. I hate the hidden fees. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out you buy tickets in a couple of taps it's right there on the game time app so you don't have to fish through your email when you do get to your event to show those tickets and you can get tickets not only right up to the start of your event even an hour after the event starts so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price Guaranteed. And today's episode of Locked On 49ers is also brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. And I know we always come together here to talk sports and escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But let's talk just for a minute about preparing for real life. And according to the FDA, pharmacies are running low on some antibiotics like amoxicillin. And maybe you or your family has specific issues and they need medications. And maybe you're going on vacation. You won't have access potentially to those med- medications. You're worried about supply chain issues, or, I mean, we've gone through pandemics, natural disasters, whatever it is, life-saving medication you need, you can get it with the Jace case and have it ready for you and your family. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. 
UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among many others. You can personalize your Jace case at jacemedical.com as well. Just complete your physician visit. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medication dispersed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Ooh, Jared Goff made the throw to seal it against his old team. That had to feel good for uh, the Bay Area zone, Jared Goff, and it is the Lions advancing over the Los Angeles Rams, and what a game that was, 24-23, the final score there. And uh, the, the Lions fans are still in the stadium right now. They're, they're still you- there, like full, like celebrating this thing. How about this? Uh, here's, here's a great note from... Uh, from Albert Breer after the game. The Lions will play two home playoff games in the same year for the first time in the 94-year history of the franchise. That's crazy. Uh, did you see their GM, Brad Holmes, in the elevator right after the game? Oh, he, I mean, pumped to the max, just yelling, let's go. I mean, just, and it was just real raw emotions. And I understand that, you know, he was with the Rams organization for a really long time. Uh, now with Detroit Lions and has been a big part of really kind of turning this whole thing around. But that was awesome, though, just kind of seeing them get that victory. And even more so, there's a couple things here I definitely want to touch on with them. One, Jared Goff, the team that told him he wasn't good enough, you being able to knock them out the play. I know they still got a Super Bowl, but they, they told him he wasn't good enough. And, you know, you get to send them home. That was great. And then not only just that, but just the confidence that his coach put in him. And we always talk about Shanahan. Shanahan does a lot of great things, like a, a lot of awesome things coaching. There is a certain conservativeness, and it almost feels like a lot of times he kind of plays to not lose as opposed to win. And maybe that had to be a quarterback situation or whatnot. We'll find that out. But that aggressive nature and kind of a lot of times just it, he does more what makes sense as opposed to being a little bit riskier. And – to see Dan Campbell throwing the ball when, you know, the other team has one timeout, it's second down, you throw an incomplete pass. Like, why, you know, you're going to be questioned a lot. And not only that, you put the ball in your quarterback's hands and he made a throw. And your receiver, throwing to a receiver, he ran a route. And it all came together. And, like, that sealed the deal. Uh, that just showed if I'm in that locker room, you know, and I'm on that offense, like, in my head, like, man, my our coach thinks the world – of just what we're capable of doing. And it just gives me that much more confidence. I think that makes them a little bit scarier, to be honest. Brad Holmes gets pumped up. Remember when he was chest bumping in the in the war room when the Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs? <laughs> it turned out J- Jameer Gibbs is a really good player. I don't know about chest bumping about a first-round running back. You know how I feel about those things. But um, th- they're doing something over there. They got a lot of good players. And positional value be damned. Uh, you know, safety, running back, linebacker, tight end. They got some good ones in the first couple of rounds of that draft. The Lions did. So they're young, they're talented. And we all expect Jared Goff to be a throw in and they'd be replacing him. And he's their dude at quarterback in Detroit. So it's pretty phenomenal there. I think uh, Dan Campbell is even getting a little teary eyed on the sideline at the very end of the game as they were kneeling down and the clock was running down and they kept showing him and he kind of had this nervous energy and he was walking back and forth and you could see his face. It looked like he was, was about to drop a tear as well. Like it's important that that it's just something that doesn't happen in Detroit. So yeah, good for them. Congratulations, Detroit Lions. 
Yeah, Cam Newton was talking about certain quarterbacks and how they're game managers or game changers. And when you put the ball in your quarterback's hands in that situation and you tell him to throw the ball, that's a little bit more than a game manager, in my opinion. Yeah, they trusted him to win the game, make the throw to seal it against your old team. I mean, that, that was pretty poetic there. You could have, if he would have just ran the ball three straight times, nobody would have batted an eye. We oh, never no, thought anything no. of it. Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, is Jordan Love a little bit of a problem? And CJ Stroud is developing into a problem real quick. We already know Patrick Mahomes is a problem. And watching those AFC games and seeing how those two teams blew their other opponents out, um, I I think on the NFC side, the quarterbacks are going to be underrated going into this thing. But in the AFC side, it's going to be superstar quarterbacks. CJ Stroud. All right, kudos to the Texans for drafting them. I was actually on the train of not drafting a quarterback at the top of the draft with a rookie head coach. I just feel like rookie quarterbacks more times than not, like they're going to get you fired. So rookie offensive but, coordinator too, like Slowick hadn't called plays until now, and they're like, "Oh, cool, you did that so well. Guess what? We might we might make you a head coach after one year." Yeah, you you do that with your quarter, you know, is rookie quarterbacks get you fired. So I was like, man, D'Amico, I want him to last. Like, go get a veteran quarterback, you know, kind of ease in. And then if you want to like, take a big swing eventually, like, all right. Well, they took a big swing by drafting CJ Stroud, uh, second overall, and it has paid off immensely. He has been great. Now, totally different situation with Love. He sat for several years. And even when he played last year, he played in one game. Last year, where people were like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't look quite right. Not ready. He went to training camp. What were they saying about Jordan Love in training camp? Eh, not great. You know, that's why in his first couple years, he was the emergency quarterback. Wasn't even active on some game days, right? He was the third string quarterback as a guy you drafted in the first round. And you continue watching this year. Started off a little rocky. Had some ups and downs. Some not so great play. And it was like, ah. Probably not going to work out, but good job on them to kind of get that cheaper contract. And then imagine this. The more he plays, the more experience he gains, the more confidence he starts to get. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're seeing a guy where I don't know how much Green Bay is going to have to pay him this offseason, but it didn't look great right away. He continued to work through it. They allowed him to work through that. And now you see a quarterback that's just, hey, we're going to go into Jerry's world throw three touchdowns, no interceptions, 270 yards or whatever it was, not turn the ball over. I mean, that is a terrific job by Jordan Love, and I love just watching him kind of go through the adversity because a lot of people were saying, he ain't it, he can't play. And now it's like, hey, he's the guy. In the second half of the season, Jordan Love and Brock Purdy are leading the NFL in passing efficiency stats, you know, like EPA and – um, completion percentage over expected and some of these other, you know, advanced, more advanced metrics. Um, Brock Purdy and Jordan Love are one and two in the second half of the season. So uh, crazy efficiency for both of these offenses. Actually, I'm going to put it, the overlay on the screen here for the the stats. Look how identical the stats were from the uh, wild card games here from CJ Stroud against the Cleveland Browns and Jordan wow. Love against the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Both were 16 of 21. If you're not watching it, uh, for, if you're not watching this on YouTube, they were both exactly 16 of 21. Stroud had two more yards, 274 yards and 272 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions for both of them. They both had the exact same 157.2 passer rating. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. And again, yeah. for two two quarterbacks who uh, 
you know, just really young and, and youthful and to see them kind of grow uh, the way they are. And even bigger than that, there's something else that they have in common. They're both from California. California just breeds some great quarterbacks, man. Yeah. CJ Stroud from Southern California. I want to say Jordan Love's from like Bakerfield. Uh, you talked about Jared Goff, another California quarterback, man. Come on, man. Shout out to California quarterbacks. Uh, Why aren't everybody SEC? They always got these bad quarterbacks that are like solid college quarterbacks, and then they don't end up being more than that. Why don't you just hey, let's go see what they're doing in California and go get some of those quarterbacks? California makes not only college quarterbacks but professional quarterbacks. Professional over here in the West Coast. Um, okay, I want, I want to talk a little bit more about the AFC stuff, some of the quarterback stuff, the Packers, obviously, the 49ers opponents coming up on Saturday night and more to finish up this episode of Locked On 49ers next. This episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The NFL regular season wrapped up. The playoffs are here, but there's still tons of ways to get involved in the action with FanDuel and how about this at America's number one sports book? We got the line already. Niners favored by nine and a half points at home against the Green Bay Packers in the divisional playoff round. Huge favorites. And right now, new customers at FanDuel can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose on that first $5 bet. Live same game parlays. Make a parlay in the parlay hub. Some of my favorite ways to bet on FanDuel is with parlays and those draft props. Those tasty draft props are going to be growing and growing as well at FanDuel. And find new bets in the new Explore tab as well. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make that first bet a layup and add 150 extra to play with. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I said last week, Croc, that the Niners are going to be favored by 10 points against anybody, double digits against anybody. So it didn't matter who the 49ers were going to play and going to pull out of the wild card round. I was a little bit, little, little bit over on that. Nine and a half is what the 49ers are favored against the Packers. Is that too much? That's a lot. But again, we talked about the inexperience of that team and, and a lot of the weapons and the offense and things like that. And they got some guys that can play on defense, but I'd say setting the line there with how the 49ers have kind of beat up on teams throughout this season, especially NFC teams. I, I could see that being the case. I do not long. I, that was a long one to answer the short answer. I do not think that that's too much. I, the, the 49ers for, for, should for sure be favored in this game. Nine and a half is a lot of points for a, for a playoff team. And we've seen teams go and win in the other team's house already. The Packers just did it to the Cowboys. The, um, and the, you know what? I saw an interesting note about the rest debate as well. Let me see if I can find that one. I can't remember if I saved it. Here we go. So the Browns in week 18, they rested their players and they lost against the Texans. The Texans played. It was an actually basically a playoff game for them in week 18. And they won the following week. Didn't rest anybody. They were playing their butts off. But then the opposite happened with the Dolphins. They played in week 18 and lost. But the Chiefs rested all their players and won against the Dolphins. So. Um, does it really matter if you rest or not? It just matters if you're prepared and you come to play. I think that's what's the most important thing. Now, I heard George Kittle talking about the 49ers and their practices uh, this past week, and he was like, you know, we kind of turned it up a notch. You know, you didn't have a game, but Kyle Shanahan made sure that they kind of brought the intensity. Now, I also was listening to, you know, a clip from Fred Warner's podcast, Eric Armstead. I think it was Armstead talking to – Hargrave 
and they were mentioning how just in general, the 49ers practices are more rigorous than that of Philadelphia. Fletcher Cox, you hear he got he was upset about that. He said, I don't well, know what he's talking about. We practice hard over here. <laughs> I don't know. Was, the 49ers <laughs> and the Eagles are always going to have some kind of back and forth going on now, it seems like. All Fletcher Cox knows is Philadelphia and yeah. however they've practiced throughout his career there, right? Different, you know, regimes, but that's all he knows. 49ers could very well just practice harder. Hell, Kendrick Bourne said that New England's practices were harder than the 49ers. And that, that 49ers practice hard, but maybe New England just practices harder. So uh, I don't think it's a slight at Philly. It's just, hey, man, you know, just it's just different. You know what I didn't like seeing was Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball so easily in that weather and then watching Tua not be able to throw it, the ball at all in the same game on the same field with the same football. Tua looked like he had an extra pack of Charmin underneath his, like, I don't know what he was wearing, like an entire sleeping bag underneath his uniform. He looked like uh, extra puffed up. It was cold out there for him. The ball was not coming out of his hands great. And Patrick Mahomes was doing Patrick Mahomes stuff. And that's a scary thing when it comes to a team like the Chiefs. When you look at the Texans and, and what C.J. Stroud is doing right now, uh, we'll, we'll watch on Monday Night Football uh, in some inclement weather with the Buffalo Bills and, and Josh Allen. Having that special quarterback, uh, it's a pretty big deal. And um, when you look at the forecast, there's a little bit of rain in the forecast too. And so uh, the, young Brock Purdy, let's go win one in the rain. Let's sling it out there. I, I, I'm, I'm really interested, man. Nine and a half points is a lot on Saturday. Uh, the Niners, I'm 100% certain they're going to win that football game, but um, I can't wait to see. Uh, it's just been, you know, an extra week, and you get the extra, uh, the extra, just like, not really jitters, but you're just like, okay, we didn't play this week. Everyone else played, and the teams that won looked good because they won, right? And that's kind of what happens in a tournament. You get the best teams, the teams that are playing the best, and the Packers are one of those teams that are playing the best, and their quarterback is is playing great. So I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup on Saturday. I can't wait for it. You talked about the quarterbacks and being able to throw in certain weather, and there's definitely all-weather quarterbacks. You know, I remember a year or so ago in Buffalo, I believe it was. It may, may have been in New England, but it was the Patriots against the Buffalo Bills, and, you know, Mac Jones couldn't really throw in that weather. They're like, we're not even going to really attempt passes with you. I think he threw three passes where on the other side, and obviously they won. They did a terrific job on the ground that game. But on the other side, you had Josh Allen, who – if you would have told me it was sunny and 70 degrees out the way he was letting it rip and throwing the ball around, I would have believed you because that's what it looked like. So you have some quarterbacks that they're just made to be able to throw in any type of weather. Tua looks like he may not be that guy. So there's a Packer fan that jumped in the chat and and he was trying to talk about how the Packers went and beat the Dallas Cowboys uh, in, in their place. And I, I just want to remind everybody out there, including the, uh, the Packers fan that might be listening. Um, the 49ers did a number on the Cowboys, and the, uh, the the point differential was a lot bigger than the Packers against the Cowboys. And uh, so the, the the 49ers have done that same number on the Dallas Cowboys. So let, let's, uh, let's not get it twisted there. You know, they, they did a great job. You know, certain teams match up better against other teams, and obviously both teams matched up well against the Dallas Cowboys. But now you got 49er game. You talked about the spread. They put it at 9.5, I believe. Like, I don't think that's – anything too crazy. If you told me that, you know, Green Bay, who 
I do believe has been a well-coached team. They go in, that would be kind of shocking, right? Like this is a Green Bay team with Aaron Rodgers. They weren't able to beat the 49ers in the postseason. Yeah. 49ers traveled to Green Bay in zero degree weather and Green Bay wasn't able to win that game with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. You know, Aaron Rodgers traveled to the Bay Area in solid weather, good weather. I was at that NFC Championship game, and the 49ers really kind of dominated them. So, uh, you know, hey, my my bad. And I apologize to all the 49ers fan base if going into this game, the 49ers are confident because the Green Bay Packers have been tough even when they had to uh, – uh, it's been tough for them to win that game against the 49ers, like that game, even when they had the Hall of Fame quarterback. So you have this team. There is no Devontae Adams. You know, you have a really young supporting cast. You know, it's – I could see why the spread is the way it is. Now, did they do what they did to Dallas Cowboys? Kudos to Green Bay. But I have a hard time thinking that it would play out that way. Here we go. <laughs> we had a request for another here we go. In the chat. Um, and I don't get tired of that one. It's look, it's going to have to be a game for the Packers. They're going to go into Santa Clara, beat the 49ers in their house with the veterans they have on that r- roster with how healthy they're going to be an extra, uh, an extra week of rest for the 49ers, a little short rest for the green Bay Packers and, you know, Armstead coming back healthy and Hargraves healthy and, all the guys that were a little bit banged up, Juwan Jennings, it's going to be a full power 49ers team. So if the pack get out of that one in prime time on the road, then then good on them. And, and maybe Jordan Love and this group of young playmakers on offense and you know the defense that's kind of let them down a lot the last couple of years. And are they going to be playing at that type of a level to to limit that 49ers offense? Then um, then yeah, I mean, then Matt LaFleur and and Jordan Love get all the credit in the world if they're able to pull that off. And Matt LaFleur is obviously a really good coach. But so far, Kyle Shanahan has had his number, and we'll see if that continues. And you talked about the quarterbacks. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the Niners went in with Jimmy G and beat a Hall of Fame quarterback, too. So they got then the Niners have a better quarterback than they had then. And they got Christian McCaffrey now that they didn't have then as well. So this is, uh, this is a fully stocked 49ers team that's already beaten those Packers in the playoffs multiple times and and I think this team's better. I think the good thing for Green Bay, if I'm a Green Bay fan or you know supporting Green Bay, is at least they gained some experience in that first game, right? So yeah. going on the road, having to win a, a big game in the game where everybody's counting you out, you know, then you go and demolish that team for a young group that doesn't know any better. <laughs> I, I would assume that this just gives them even more confidence. So uh, I, I'm kind of because I'm a fan of football. I always talk about that before anything else. I am excited to see how this young group comes out against yeah. the 49ers. Almost like, you know, hey, we we're not playing with house money, but kind of playing with house money, right? Yeah, you know, you, you you weren't supposed to beat the Cowboys. So now it's like, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to play loose. We already won a road game, dominated. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, you know, they're kind of that 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 team that you tell them don't touch the stove, but they touch the stove and they get burned. So it's like, hey, we're going to keep touching the stove and see uh, how much we can get away with. I can see them going in that with that mindset to San Francisco. Uh, Cowboys should have benched Dak at halftime and played Trey Lance. Might have come back and won that game. That's that's what I think. But um, we're moving on to the Monday. And night. also real quick before yeah. anybody, I don't think you could play Trey Lance. He's the emergency quarterback. So I want to say something would have had to happen to Cooper All Rush. Right. Yeah, Rush would have to to get, they would have had to have two injuries basically for for, for yeah. Lance to have been able to play. Um, it's fun of a as a, a storyline that would have been for us. We're, 
Trey Lance, Trey Lance might never get to play in an NFL game. <laughs> like that guy's career, man. Uh, unbelievable how little football he's played. But Dallas Cowboys are out. Packers are in. Packers 49ers Saturday night. Tons more this week coming up on Locked On 49ers, breaking down 49ers Packers. Uh, all of our favorite listeners, guest hosts, and, and guest uh, uh, crossover host in Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers will be with us for that Thursday crossover episode, a Winky Wednesday as well. Uh, we'll break down what we see on Monday night from the remainder of those wild card football games. Tons of fun. It's playoff football. Let's go. Locked On 49ers, talk to you tomorrow. Right here. Here we go.